Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Growing Up Gay with your boy Vaughn and Malik. It's I, the young Jamaican Vaughn. It's me, the grown but very youthful, very young Malik. <laughs> well, uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you enjoyed our last episode and thank you for tuning in for another one. Um, Malik, how have you been since the last time we recorded? I've been feeling every every which away, every which away, and I, I think I need is, to go. Is uh, is Mer- Mercury microbrade fucking with you as well, baby? Mercury micrograde, retrograde, <laughs> <laughs> downgrade. Lucy okay, uh, it has been wearing me thin. I mean, I've lost ten pounds and then gained thirty in return. Uh, during this during this time, it's been so crazy. No, no. I too, <laughs> I too have that struggle. <laughs> but seriously, I didn't. I probably, I definitely have gained a few pounds um, since since it's been going on. But you know, that's because I ain't been really cooking. But all in all, I've been I've been well. I'm still blessed. But I I, I went up to New York randomly on a whim. Sure did. Came up on a whim just to hang out, just to see some people. I get up there. It's all good. It's 100 degrees. It's sweltering, but I'm still having a good time. Me and Wesley are having margaritas. DJ comes. Hey, Wesley. Hey, Wesley. We love you, Wesley. DJ comes over. Keith comes over. Shout out to Keith. Shout out to um his show, Late Night with Sylvester. Go listen. Um, And we were over there having a good time, and... Monday comes, I get ready to come home, baby. The rain comes. Flights are canceled. <laughs> Flights are delayed. I end up having to stay a whole another day. The next day is Tuesday. Darling, I could not get out Tuesday morning. Flights were still canceled and delayed. I end up having to fly to Knoxville, Tennessee, because that was the only way I was going to be able to get down south because the last flight going to Charlotte, which then, which then would connect in Atlanta, was delayed. Anyway, I get to Knoxville. Thank God for my roommate, Marquez. The nigga came and picked me up from Knoxville, Tennessee. I didn't even have to run a car because he, my roommate, is just, he's just that fucking gracious, that fucking kind. That's a real one. That is a real one. That is a real one. Like, come on. Most niggas would not. Listen, my my mom would have been like, so what about the gray? I would have been like, what about the gray and the house? Bitch, what about the mega (laughs) and the bus? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Are they not running? (laughs) Why am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he definitely was a real G about the situation. And we played. Um, Andre 3000, The Love Below, The Whole Ride Back. Ooh, that is an album. Isn't that an, You are mm. the prototype. Oh, that is an album. Yes. We, 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 were, we rolled on back to all that eclectic soul, rap, funk. <sighs> Listen, as soon as you said that, Erica Badu jumped up in my seat. <laughs> I, I had to fight it. Damn. I really did. Don't you do it. You put, put it back. I had to, I had to fight yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm back in Atlanta. Somewhere. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's fine. Like, I love when you see. Uh, yeah, so you're back home. I'm back home. How is how is home? I'm back home, and uh, life is good. Work is going well, and um, what's interesting about corporate America, you guys, it comes in waves. Sometimes you're gonna hate the shit. Sometimes you're gonna love the shit. But when you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to remember: even when you start loving it again, you still trying to do your own thing. Um. So work is cool right now. 
everything's going well. I'm loved. I'm cherished. I'm admired at my job. But that is so. I'm nice. looking. I cannot relate. I'm looking towards <laughs> being a full time like entrepreneur. Me. Friend, you know what? It's gonna it's gonna happen for you. You know, in the great words of Erica, once again, I don't know what's going on, but work ain't honest, but it's paying these bills. <laughs> so, um, work yeah. ain't honest, but it pays, but the, it bills. pays the bills. Yes, the it does. Okay. This is my song. <laughs> oh, that's my shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've had. Yes. A, a, my better. I've, I'm doing better. Um, the past, I think I've said this before, but the past six weeks have been like hell in a handbasket and gasoline drawers. Um, I too, <laughs> let me tell you, I lost weight. Like I was going so hard in the gym. I got down to like maybe being eight pounds away from my goal. No, I'm lying. Maybe being 10 pounds away from my goal. And I was like so excited because, you know, I was like, ooh, it's about to be a hot girl summer, bitch. It is frigid <laughs> because I have not been able to work out in five weeks. Like, at, like literally not been able to work out in five weeks. Mm. Not even not wanting to work out, like wanting to, but not being able to. Um, but I am getting better. So, amen. Hallelujah. Praise his name. We claim it. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, yeah, but I, I actually took a quick little trip. Um, home to Florida to Fort Lauderdale. Ooh. Shout out to my nine five zero seven five zero three zero five niggas from the bottom. You know what I mean? From the bottom, you know. Shout out to to Broward County, Dade County, Hialeah, Margate, uh, Sunrise. You know, Ooh. all the places, uh, Coral Springs, uh, all the places. Ooh. Shout out, shout out. Um, you know, <laughs> we love Miami around here. We 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 do. Um, but yeah, it was my father's sixtieth birthday. I. If you live in that area, and I know you and I didn't uh, tell you that I was coming, it's because I was there for two days, and I knew I wasn't going to have any time to see anybody, so why? Sorry. Uh, but no, I, it was for my father's 60th birthday. It was actually his first time having a birthday party since he was 13. Wow. Um, and it's so ironic, because the last time I've celebrated my birthday was when I was 13. Um, <laughs> and It's definitely time for you to have a birthday party, for sure. Yeah, it is. Um, or so, some kind of celebration. It doesn't have to be a party, but I'm really... That's why I, we have plans. Anyway. Yeah. We know about mm-hmm, what we're mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so yeah, I got to see him, and it was beautiful because I got to be around family. And it actually is what inspired our Growing Up Gay for this week, which we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> um, <laughs> just hold on to that for now. Um, but yeah, it was really beautiful. I got to see my nephew, who is the cutest. Oh my god, I love him so much. He's the he's the cutest cutest baby in the world. He's so adorable. He's so good. Like he doesn't cry much. What's the first thing you thought when you saw him? Oh, look at my father. He looks cuz to me he looks just like my father. It's funny. People look at him and they say he like my brother's best friend calls him my junior um cuz he thinks he looks like me. I don't see it, but what I do see is he looks like my father. And the thing is, like, all of us have the same eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, all of us. It's in our, you know, genes. It's just all the brown men have the same eyes. Um, not color, but because my nephew has, like, hazel eyes, and we don't have hazel eyes. Um, but, like, the eye shape and his head, he has a fat head. I got a fat head. Um, but he's just, he's so adorable. He's so, He looks like the perfect combination of his mother and um, 
his grandfather um and he's just he's so pr- and he's born the day after me so he like my mom says he reminds her of me when i was a baby like his temperament and like his personality because he's real chill and i was a really chill baby and i'm a really chill person so you know what i mean but um yeah it was really beautiful to be around family and just seeing all the love and hearing stories and uh what like i said we'll get to this yeah. in, in the um growing up that's day portion sweet, of the friend. show but that's, i'm happy that you guys have a new really bundle good. of joy to welcome into the family Yes, he's oh, and and so your much. dad and his birthday and, um, yeah. It was it was beautiful. It was, it was beautiful. I don't know why we're singing so much. Anyway, Malik, go ahead and get right on into our um. Get it together. <laughs> get it together. <laughs> okay, you guys. So, um, this week's get it together is gonna be about sticking to your guns and doing what you have to do, even when people press you to do something different overcoming like just autorial like just these forces that will try to get you to do something that you don't want to do so sticking to your goals and sticking to your plans so i was talking to you guys earlier about how i was stuck in i was stuck in new york for a few days and like just ultimately exhausted from traveling um and waking up early in the morning and all that shit like that just so tired and so i ended up going to my friend's house to pick up something and uh, my friend was like, you know, hey, you, you know, you let's let's hang out. You know, you're here, you've been gone. Like, like you know, like you know, like let's get together. Let's let's turn up. Let's party. And I was like, oh, I can't. I'm tired. Um, you know, I need to rest. You know, like that. I can't hang out. And they were like, mm, okay, I hear that, but we ain't we ain't we ain't get together in a while. Let's party. Let's go. And I'm like, oh no, People I can't. Love doing that. I'm like, I can't. I can't. I can't. Well, anyway, they end up. They asked again, next again. I was like, okay, I'll stay. We'll we'll watch Pose because I, my plans were to my my plans were to come home and watch Pose anyway. So I was like, okay, I watch Pose. Cool, fine. So <clears throat> I stay. We watch Pose. We smoke a blunt. What have you? I end up leaving there around eleven. 30-ish midnight coming home. But when I got home, I forgot to set my alarm the next morning. Mm. So because I forgot to set my alarm, I missed therapy this morning. And because I missed therapy, I had a really hard morning because I was really upset that I missed therapy. And I was like just really frustrated with myself. Like, oh, I cannot believe I did that. I was thinking to myself, oh, if I just would have stuck to my fucking goal stuck to my first mind if i just would have been like no i can't do this hey after i get this i'm I'm riding up out of here no sorry i can't just stuck to it i would have come home and probably taken a shower cooked myself dinner watched a little bit of pose set my alarm and i would have been on my routine which is what i normally do but when you break your routine you are you are now susceptible to other shit to happen that's not Mm -hmm. a part of that and it's really mm-hmm. imperative that you are vigilant with your space, with your energy, with your time, because it's literally like dominoes. Once you knock one over, it's a domino effect. Everything just begins to snowball. And um, all I can say is, you know, be okay with saying no and be okay with just... I'm not gonna say protecting your energy because here's the thing: it's no one's fault but mine. I made I made the decision, right? 
And so because of that decision I made, I missed therapy today. And it's not a big deal. Listen, I've been going to therapy weekly for a whole year now. So it's okay. I missed I missed one session. Oh well, whatever. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna take that fifty dollar loss. But the, the the deeper question for me that, that I had to ask myself, what else am I doing the same behavior with? Um mm. because it doesn't just happen here. So if you're doing this now, you're doing this in a lot of other aspects in your life too. And so it just really made me think about other things that I may be doing in the same fashion. And, you know, not being not being too critical, but just simply acknowledging that, hey, maybe what if I what if I said no? What could happen? You you don't necessarily have to make this drastic decision to start saying no, but just maybe asking yourself what if allowing yourself to have the possibility, the possibilities of something that could be alternative and look different. So my get it together is stick to the plan, your plan. Stick to the plan. That's real. That's a, that's a good one. It it also, listen, we're so aligned. Always. Um, (laughs) Always. It kind of, it kind of plays into my get it together for this week. My get it together is that setbacks happen in life. Don't allow them to defeat you. Um, and that's just in general. I think that's one of the things that I've had to, um, okay. So I'm a little dramatic, like just a little dramatic. Just so a little I'm one bit? of those people, just a little, oh, like not too much. You sure? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm one, of, I, I have a tendency to be one of those people where like, I'm fine with everything going wrong externally. Like I won't let anyone else know that I'm having a meltdown but on the inside i will be having a meltdown and i'll be like i need to do everything everything needs to restart i need to re- like i need to change everything i need to do everything over i need to clean everything i need to, i need a fresh start i need a fresh start and it's like if you keep trying to press reset bitch you're never going to get anywhere mm. okay Ooh. like if you're if you're if you put in the 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 address mm-hmm. to a certain destination and you make one wrong left turn, it's gonna redirect you. Okay. It doesn't take you all the way back to where you started and say do it again, ho. Oh. It just redirects you, and that's something that I think we need to adapt adapt uh, through life. Like things happen, mistakes are made, you mess up in whatever facet that is, whether it's professional, whether it's personal. If it's, you know, you've made a lifestyle change for your eating or whatever the case may be, maybe you like my ass, you can't go to the gym for five weeks. I've been beating myself up about it, but there's literally nothing that I can do. (laughs) Like, there's literally nothing. Also, just because I can't go to the gym doesn't mean I can't eat clean, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So as opposed to wallowing in misery and being like, yes, I'm going to eat cookies and cream ice cream two nights in a row. And it, that wasn't necessary. I could have just like continued eating clean and like you know, trying my best to maybe just go for walks instead of, you know, since I can't go to the gym or whatever the case I have to be, whatever the case may be to be active. But like, just because, like I said, just because you're on, you know, you're headed towards something you've put in the destination in the, you know, GPS and you make a wrong turn does not mean you have to go all the way to the back. Sometimes you just need to reroute. You don't have to start all the way over. Like don't allow the setbacks that happen in your life to control the rest of your destiny because if you continuously try to redo everything you'll never get anywhere you just have to push through certain things and you just have to keep have to keep moving and just do better the next time you get a chance to i love that so i love that 
That's yes, that's a great that's reminder, friend. Thank you. That's a Thank great you. reminder. We need that reminder. That <laughs> makes me you. feel like, um, hey, you know, like just because you have a setback, you you can keep going. You know, you exactly. Didn't, you didn't forget everything you learned. You know, like it's still exactly. there. You still can tap into those lessons because they're 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 in your memory bank. Like you stored them away. They're always going to be there. So that's a good reminder that we have the tools that we need already. Absolutely. So with that being said, we are going to take a quick little commercial break and we'll be right back. Hey, you guys, it's Malik. Thanks for listening. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Remember to tell your friends about what we're doing here. This is a community-based show, and the only way we're going to grow is with your help. So be sure to like, subscribe, and share our show with all of your friends and your family. Now back to the episode. All right, so we are back with Growing Up Gay. Um, For this week, for the Growing Up Gay segment, if this is your first time listening, uh, the Growing Up Gay portion of the show is, of course, where the show gets its title from. It's uh, where we discuss topics that affect us as gay individuals, as queer individuals, Um, topics whether they are directly affecting us or just topics that are happening in the community and, you know, giving their perspective from two queer black men. Um, Like I said earlier in the episode, I recently went home and it was... There's just something about being around family when you're don't when you no longer have to hide that mm. allows you to to pay way more attention to things. Yeah. Um. And I think as I, I came out to my parents last year, um. And it, it was the the times that I've been back around my family have been the most comfortable, ever. Um. And and this time was was the same. It was extremely comfortable. And it allowed me to pay attention to a lot of things that I don't. And I don't know if this is also because I'm getting older, um, but it allowed me to pay attention to a lot of things. And I felt like the whole and again, I don't know if this is because of retrograde or whatever the case may be is. But I was in my feelings the whole time that I was there and not in a bad way, but in a good way. Yeah. Just Um, got the feels. I was right. I was looking. I was I was doing a lot of analyzing and, and just sitting back and allowing myself to be in the in in my family because i feel like for a long time i hid from my family um i was i tried my best to to conceal actions conceal the things i say the discussions we had like all that kind of stuff i tried to always make sure i either angle things away from me or just literally did whatever i need to do to you know have them focus on everything else but my personal life and it was funny because i was having a discussion with my brother and you know we were discussing um you know, like the NFL and how people are boycotting because my brother plays um, football, soccer. I'm, you know, football for football, Caribbean. Football, football. Right. Um, and at his game, they played the national anthem and everyone, st- <laughs> everyone stood up but me and his wife. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, we were, you know, a handful of the black people. There was mostly a lot of Latin, um, Euro, Latino, you know, Latinx people um, and then white people. But we were, like I said, we were the two that remained seated. Okay. Um, my mother also remained seated. She didn't stand up either. But I don't think she was doing it <laughs> out of protest. I, right. I just think she was like, girl, I'm not getting up. Because, um, you know, not American anyway. So, well, anyway. So when we started discussing things, I remember saying to him, like, well, you know, how I look at things is, are different because I'm more marginalized than you are. Things affect me more differently. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I'm 
gay, black, an immigrant, you know, on top of all of the, the struggles that you face within, you know, society, I face those as well on top of having to do with, you know, homophobia within our own community. Uh-huh. And he kind of sat back and he was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> you know, like I didn't think about that. And we, we, we discussed, but we didn't argue. And we came to a really great resolution and we started talking. Uh, the conversation went from there to like me potentially moving back to Florida and how we want to do business together and all these different things. Okay. So what it made me realize is I don't know if we've talked much about growing up on this show for ourselves outside of just the queer, um, you know, I, our queer identities. I don't know how much we've discussed or disclosed or how much we've shared. So I wanted to do a bit more of that with you all. And I feel like this is it'd be fun. Um, it, it's a little bit of a wild card. Let's talk about it is what I'm calling it episode um, where we just discuss, you know, I, I've, I've compiled a list of, uh, a few random questions that I want to ask Malik and that I also want to answer for you all. Um, just so you guys can get to know us a little bit better and feel a bit more familiar because we have uh, grown in following, uh, which we really appreciate you all for. So we hope you all enjoy this episode. So <laughs> one of the things that one of the memories that we shared while I was home was like getting beatens, Right. And also shout out to the Millennial Mess podcast because they discussed this as well. Uh, but me and my brother were sharing like funny st- My brother and his friends were all chilling and talking in my brother's house. And we were all sharing stories about, you know, growing up and getting beatings because we're all of Caribbean descent. Like my brother has Trini friends, uh, Bayesian friends, um, friends from St. Vincent, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Bahamas, all that. So we were all sharing like funny stories. So I wanted to ask you, Malik, uh, did you ever get beatings as a child? And if so, what's one of your most memorable beatings? And do you think you deserved it? <laughs> Yes. So I remember um, (laughs) my mom, she went on vacation to Hawaii. She was gone for like 10 days. And my dad was a little bit not, he, he wasn't as like detailed and watchful over me and my brother. Right. So a lot of things could like, you know, we could be a little bit more sneaky when my mom was not around. And mm-hmm. so report cards came out. I was in like the third grade, maybe. Report cards came out. Not the third grade. Yeah, like the third <laughs> or second grade, maybe. And I hid mine. And somehow, when somehow my mom came home, was like, I you know she came home. And I was like, oh my God, mom, you know, you've been gone for so long. Like, I'm hugging her. I miss you so much. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. She's like, she's hugging me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm happy to see you. Run me the report card. <laughs> and she, she was like, run me the report and card. And she's like, where's your report card? <laughs> and I was like, uh, uh, I, I, what do you got? You know? And I was like, um. And she was like, you hid your report card. And I was like, uh, uh, I, I have to go get it. I can go, I can go get it. I can get it. And I went and got it. And I had like, girl, some fucked up grades. Okay, it was bad. Like, <laughs> not the third grade, bitch, <laughs> bitch. That is hilarious. Yes, like I think I had like, I don't know. I I was, it was something going on. I think I had like bad behavior and and also like a bad grade and something. Um, and so once it came out that I had hit my pork car, my dad had took me into our bathroom, which also doubled as the laundry room. And he beat me so bad. 
<laughs> I remember. I remember being thrown oh, against. Poor little I remember being thrown against the washing machine, bitch. <laughs> like screaming, like ah, like sc- like bitch. I was screaming down. Oh my god! I was screaming, and it was just very. It was too much. It was. It was fuck. It was way too much, in my opinion. Looking back, because I just feel like. Um, at the end of the day, how come no one could have said, well, why are you doing that? Why did you, because Mm. I don't remember ever doing this before that moment. And I felt like the beating was like, okay, yeah, don't do it again. I never did it again, but it, I feel like it just didn't deserve to be that severe because someone should have just asked me, well, why are you doing this? Why do you feel the need to lie to us? And mm. and hide from us what's going on and so the thing is, bitch, I was I I had been hiding from them my entire existence, hiding that something was a little different about me, you know, like feeling right. things and not talking about it. So it was only natural for me to, for me not to um, express myself, and also like I just didn't have that kind of family. So I definitely did not think that it was, you know, deserved and, and it was, warranted. It was warranted, right? Yeah, they 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 definitely sound like they. Owe. You know what's funny? I've never had to hide a report card. The lowest grade I've ever gotten in school was a C. The lowest grade I've ever gotten in school was an F. <laughs> okay, C no, <laughs> nope, <laughs> no. The I, the lowest grade I got in school was a C, and it was because my tenth grade year, I kind of realized, oh, I don't fuck with you niggas. Like I don't want to be here. <laughs> and I was in AP classes, and I was in like AP Calc, and I was just like, ma'am. And it was so, I remember I had a friend, um, it was this girl, this beautiful brown skinned girl, um, and she could sing, so we would be in class singing, like, because we sat in tables of four, and we would be in class, her and I would be in class singing, there was the two boys next to us, one of them rapped, and the other one would make beats, so we had, like, a little, (laughs) a little corner where we would, like, and we just, like, Played music essentially all class, <laughs> so the, and I remember getting a C that, and now I remember showing my mom, and she was like, "A C, I want this." Oh, comes to get C, like whenever she would see B, she'd be like, mm. "So when she saw the C, she was like, "Hold on, like what is going on?" Um, so yeah, I've never had to um, hide, but I've definitely can say the worst or the most memorable beating I've ever gotten was from my father as well. Mm. Um, I was 12 years old and, um, I like, I was an excellent student, but I've always had a mouth. I actually have way less of a mouth now than I used to. Like I always say God allowed me to go through certain things to calm me down because when I was younger, although I said like I was an excellent student and I was a very respectful child, I was also quick. If anyone ever even kind of sort of tried me to like, right. Clap back. Get a bitch like, together. It was, and I had two older brothers. I was the youngest of three. So it's like I grew up fighting and always having to, like, be quick with the words because <laughs> I couldn't beat them up. So I had to, like, say smart shit. So um, I remember I got in trouble in school and I th- <laughs> I told this teacher, go, go suck them, mama. So go suck your mama, dirty bitch, oh. is, what I, is, what I, is what I said to her. So... And then, like, when I got put into to in-school suspension, I was just kind of, like, snapping and going off on everyone. So, they, of course, they called the house and was like, um, your child is acting up. <laughs> so, I had to go, had to do in-school uh, detention after school. So, when I came home, um, and I didn't know that they got in contact with my parents because although they had my parents' numbers, like, 
my parents were at work mm-hmm. so I wasn't thinking they spoke with my parents especially my father because my parents were divorced at the time and my father like lived all the way in Miami we lived in Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. like he doesn't really answer his phone at work like you know what I mean yeah so I come home now went to my friend Russell's house and like I was walking home and like Russell lived on the uh, like end of a cul-de-sac so you could look from his house down the street and see my house yeah and I saw my dad standing outside of his car. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> what is he doing there? Like, he doesn't, this is like the middle of the week. Normally he would come see us on weekends or pick us up on weekends or whatever the case may be is. Or if he was stopping by, he would call and like let, you know, us know. So I see him and I like, I look back. So I'm like, hold on, maybe he's just picking something up. Like something my spirit just told me I was in trouble. And I waited like 15 minutes and then I went and peeked again. But this time my dad saw me. (laughs) (laughs) So he was like, you know, he called my name. He's like, come, come on. And I was like, deuces. And I ran. (laughs) Yes. And for about two hours, two to three hours, I was on the streets because I was like, he's going to go home. Like, there's no way he's going to sit there and wait for me, baby. He waited. <laughs> he waited, and he was smart. He he put the car in the garage. <laughs> so I walked <laughs> I walked to the front door now thinking everything is Gucci Paladucci, and it wasn't. And my father had a technique where he would hold you with one hand and beat you with the other, because my father's like 6'1". Yeah. Um, so he would, like, hold you with one hand and beat you with the other, and he... He he rung my bell. <laughs> like he he lit up my life. Like he he put in work. Oh baby, I was tired. And, he, and then they love hitting you with the keep crying. I'm gonna give you something to cry for, sir. You just twelve years of slavery, in my ass, for okay. fifteen minutes. What do you mean? Give you? You already gave me something to cry for, cry about. So like, yeah, that's definitely. Um, Definitely my worst beating. What? When was the last time you got a beating? That, I, that was the last time. Oh damn! It was that bad really? that I vowed that I would never get a beating ever again. Oh, shout out to you! Yeah, did that. Yeah, I got my ass whooped. Oh no, that was it. Because for yeah. me, like that was no. just I knew it was too much. Like I was like, oh, this th- that was just too much. Like that was abuse. <laughs> you were like enough. I was like enough. Enough. I'll never <laughs> ever. Cause bitch, I was like, oh, I, oh no, this is not for me. I don't want, I don't yeah. want to be a part of this. <laughs> I, I don't want to be a part of this institution. Okay. Um, no, the last time I got a beating was probably like two years after that. Um, it was when we had moved to Atlanta, and I had gotten in trouble with my aunt actually, and you know, in Caribbean households for the most part, and I'm sure in like other African and Latin households. Like, the whole it's a village thing is real. Like, your aunt can beat you. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I've, like I said, I was always a very respectful child. But the, the thing that I've never tolerated in my entire life is disrespect. And I also don't allow anyone to disres- disrespect my parents. Like, period. Period. So, my, my, my parents, like I said, are divorced. And they were going through, like, a rough path. They had been divorced at this point for maybe, like, six years. Because, like I said, I was 14. Anyway, they were going through, like, a rough patch, and my aunt was visiting us from New York. And, like, of course, you know, my mom is talking shit about my father, I guess, around my aunt. So, I come home from school one day, and my aunt is there doing her usual. She's, like, you know, cleaning up the place, and she's cooking dinner or whatever. And she hears me talking to my father. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm, like, a daddy and a mommy's boy. Like, I am 
both of my parents are like my world and like they both adore me. So I I I was talking to my father and especially at this time because I was ooh, I was spoiled. Um, so I was talking to my father and my aunt starts, ch- you know, chiming in in the background saying like disrespectful things. And I'm like, listen, Oman, me no say not like the man in no, but them that's something that's not going to go on. You can't, you can't bother with them. Something. Like that, this isn't happening. Like you're not going to talk shit about my father. So my aunt and I got into like this argument to the point where I was cussing her out, Ooh. which I had never done before. And I was telling her if we could like to go suck ourselves and you know, how old were you? Go, go mine, like fourteen. Okay, yeah. Go mine, you know, mine our bumble clock business and all type of th- all type of things. Things that I, that's the only time I've ever done something like that with any of my aunts, because again, Caribbean, they don't play that. Right. So I lock myself in my room now. My mom comes home that night, and of course she's livid because who am I to be talking to my aunt like that, you know? And they love hitting you with that. You think that me and you are size? You know, they love hitting you with that. So. My mom comes home now, and my mom decides that she's going to beat me. Sweetheart. <laughs> Sweetheart. <laughs> I've been taller than my mother since a smooth sixth grade. <laughs> so, like, my mom is 5'5". Five, five. I was 14, so I was probably, like, 5'10", five, 5'11", five, at this point. And I was, like, a good 190. I was a big kid. Yeah. Like, much bigger so than when her. she was... Right. So, she was trying to beat me, and, like, the first two hits, you know, she hit me with a belt, like, twice, and I was just kind of staring at her, like... Okay, and, <laughs> and so so then she was like, "Oh, your thing say you're big, your thing say you're big." So she went to go get a shoe and hit, and uh, no, I'm lying, it wasn't a shoe. She went to go get a, a wire hanger. Ooh! And she went to go hit me with a wire hanger, and I grabbed it. And I didn't even say anything. I just looked at her and I grabbed it real firm. You gagged her. And ass. I just looked at her. Right, and she was just like, and she let it go, and she started like cussing in patois and like went in her room and. <laughs> So that was the last time. I think she realized, okay, he's too big. <laughs> he's officially, he's officially too big for for the Wookiees. <laughs> um, so speaking of us in our youth, is there anything about young Malik that you now as an adult look back on and are impressed by or admire? For sure, like I think about like my tenacity because like after that beating, I just I, I was like never again. So I make sure. Bitch, the grades were good. I made sure I was turning my homework. I just was like being, I, I guess, just a little bit rebellious, maybe, or something. Because um, after that, I was like, oh no, I gotta be on my shit. But I just value and I appreciate um, that I just knew how to navigate situations really well. Like, I remember, I remember purposely like making good friends with teachers to get things and to. And or to advance myself. Like, when I joined band in fourth grade, um, I, I started playing the outdoor sax. Like, I would go home after school and practice when all the other kids were, were outside, like, playing and shit like that. Like, I was at home practicing my saxophone, like, going over scales and, and, and like, Come on, and like learning them from memory, like, in the fourth grade. Like, and n- none of the other kids were doing that. So... What I what I admire, what I admire is like just like the drive and like the tenacity that I had so young like being committed and dedicated to something because like that's how I am with yoga now so I um that that's what I'm that's what I, I'm that's what I'm impressed by I guess I'm impressed by the the level of tenacity what about you like what's one thing that you look back about Bond that that you don't have anymore that you want to have again. Um, young me didn't give a fuck. Mm. I was very fearless. I thought the world of myself. And, um, 
I was fearless. Like I, I, I wasn't afraid of anything or anyone. I, <clears throat> I think that's the one thing about my. I wasn't in my head. I'm very in my head these days, and I'm very like anyone that knows me or hangs out with me in person knows I'm very controlled in regard to my demeanor, how I carry myself, the things that I say. Um, whereas young me was fearless. I was a bit of a badass. <laughs> like <clears throat> I wasn't afraid to push the envelope. Um, when it comes to like questioning authority or um, how I how I like viewed myself, I was a lot more carefree. You were bold, in, in pretty bitch. much every aspect. Yeah, like I remember going to parties at at like thirteen, like older parties, and I'll be dancing with everybody, mm-hmm. and like I was f- a lot more. F- I think I was a lot more fun then because I I didn't care as much about like what people thought about me or how I might have been viewed. Like I used to be whining and shit and it's like, parties with like 17 year olds mm. and I'm like 13 and 12 and shit. And I would be dancing on, on people. And I, I just, I was a lot more free then. Like I was a lot freer, far more free than I am now. So that's definitely something that I, um, I admire about young me. Hmm. I was, I was free. Um, but as adults, you know, we've gotten older, we've grown up. What are, and this is, I wanted to bring this up because this is one of the things that I really realized. Um, I really realized how important something was to me, my culture and stuff was to me in a relationship context. So I want to ask you, what are three must haves for you and a significant other? They must be opulent. They must be family oriented. And they must be selfless. Mm. Those are three must. Those are good. Those are three must haves. <clears throat> oh, those are good. Those are three I, I, guiding light principles that my partner must exhibit, and I think all of my friends, you know, exhibit those those characteristics. I know you do, Vaughn, for sure. So those Thank are the three you. things that um are must haves. What, what about yours? What What are yours? Um, one of the things that, like I said, I realized was really, really important to me is culture. Mm. I really, really must have, and I'm realizing this now, um, someone that has, is rich, someone is rich in culture. Now, preferably that culture would be Caribbean. Okay. Because there's nothing like our food. There's nothing like the way we celebrate each other, the way we love on each other, the way we dance the way we we the music we make everything is just it's so dope yeah like i love us so much i love us so so much and that's all across the caribbean like regardless of what island or if you know you're of latin descent or whatever the case may be is i really appreciate when someone has a culture of their own and it's something that they're steeped in something they're proud of not something that they're trying to hide or assimilate into anything else I love that so much. So that's definitely a must have for me. Um, ambition is the next one. <clears throat> you have to be ambitious. Yes. You have to to want more out of life than than just the run of the mill norm. You have to to want more for yourself. You have to want to be able to do more for people. Um, and you just have to. You I I can't. I can't be with anyone that just wants to settle for mundanity and wants mm. to just, you know, do the basic. Just the day-to-day, like I, the, the shuffle. The day-to-day, right. Yeah. I don't want to get lost in the shuffle and, yeah. you know, live 
live you know mundanely until I'm 64 and then retire. Yeah, that's not that's not it. Mm-mm, that's not it. Uh, so yeah, ambition, and then I need something to drive that ambition. So drive is the next thing because I don't. I hate a lazy bitch. Mm. I hate when people are lazy. Get on your ass and do what you need to do in whatever regard. I don't care whatever your passion is. I don't care if you don't have passions and you just love your job or I, I don't have some drive. Be about something like want to get somewhere in life and 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 put in the work to get there. Like I like I, it's funny whenever I watch reality TV shows <clears throat> And these like rich women are complaining about how their husbands are working so hard, and da da da. I'm like, sweetheart, <laughs> like a housewives of sweetheart. Beverly Hills or Orange County. Yeah, like, like, ma'am, your man is making twenty million dollars a year. Like, he is not out here working hard for you to be struggling. Like, you are living opulently. You can go fly and see him if you need to. Like, yeah, for sure. Why are you complaining? Y'all be they be hassling these men. I need you to spend more time with me, girl. Go spend more time with him. Or, like, just make sure shit is good. That way, when he's around, you can spend all your time with him. Like, uh-uh. But the man come home and, and shit ain't drive. done. Exactly. Like, he come home. Like, no. Yeah. No. So, a dri- drive, ambition, and, and rich with culture. Those are uh, my three must I love those three. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... Uh, we're always aligned. Like, all of those things, we I are. feel like, are very similar to the same things that I said. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Um, what are three deal breakers for you and a significant other? Not like absolute no. Not being those. No. Um <laughs> I, uh, but besides that, seriously, um, not having a fit body is one. Mm-hmm. And when I say fit, I'm talking about like It's okay. Say the truth. I'm fit to me means can you run a mile and not be winded? Like, mm-hmm. like you know, like, do you have, you know, like, I, I, I want you to have, like, a nice... Active. Huh? Active. Yeah, be active. active you know, if, if you're not active, it's going to be, it's not going to work because I'm very active and I like to do a lot of active things and I'm not looking to try to condition anyone. I want you to be, if you're not active, mm. that that's a deal breaker. Um, another deal breaker for me, I love guys with really nice teeth. I have been investing in my teeth for a long time. It's something that's very important to me. And if if, if, if that grill, you know what? How, how about this? Oral hygiene. Because just the other day, I was looking on Facebook, and there's this guy that is known in Atlanta for having the stankest breath in town. It's Oh my it's, god! It's, no, not a yuck mouth. The yuck mouth. I'm not gonna say his name, obviously, but it, please don't. It's, it's known. <laughs> I don't need anybody trying to fight us. <laughs> his breath smells like trash. I saw him on Facebook kissing somebody, and I said, "Bitch, who?" I said, "I know you fucking lying." <laughs> uh, I was gagging. Bitch, I know you lying. I was like, "Who would kiss him?" Like just just him sitting next to me. I could smell it. And so I was like, oh, wow. I, I know that I know that nigga can taste it. His breath must stink, too. Had to. So um, if my man does not have good oral hygiene, that's definitely a deal breaker. Like, I just cannot. Just bad hygiene, period. But especially orally. Um, and the last deal breaker, I think someone that's, that's not grounded in themselves. Mm. Um, I know I gave one that was, like, more, like, 
Well, I gave two that were like aesthetic, but this one is more like about like the type of person. Um, Character. Someone that's not grounded for me is not going to work. And if you're not grounded in your 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 own personal boundaries then you will never have anything to really submit yourself to you will fall for everything not anything everything and you will never mm-hmm. be able to truly like build anything because you don't have any guiding morals you don't have any guiding principles that are informing your decisions and they and there are um you know keeping you tied to anything and right. I just don't want to be a part of anything that's. You don't want to drift away, I, like, baby. Please have an anchor. Come on, I, <laughs> this is this right here is a a, a fifty million dollar big boy badass nasty yacht. I'm gonna need me an anchor to hold me down, and, and if you're not there, then that's not gonna work for me. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Um, <clears throat> for me, I would have to say three com- like absolute deal breakers for me. One is definitely bad hygiene. Ooh. I don't. Yeah. I pride much like Rihanna. I pride myself on smelling good. Yeah. Um. And honestly, this is just the way my parents raised me. Like my father was a person that was like, "Yeah, we're going to Walmart, but you still need to iron that shirt." <laughs> like, <laughs> my mom was. Still. I under. I understand that you're going to the corner store, but there's a hole in the back of those shorts. Oh, that's my mom. Um. Like, he made sure that we like always dressed appropriately and like took very good care of myself like my father will be like no i'm not giving you money however i'm buying you cologne Mm -hmm. (laughs) like he's that person like my father like will text me be like hey what's your address again i'm gonna send you some cologne and i'm like oh great i I appreciate that and it's cologne ain't cheap especially good cologne okay okay um not spray good hygiene good hygiene and you know i do appreciate a nice smile Yep, I do, nice but smile. I'm gonna go ahead and put that with hygiene because that means you're taking care of your mouth. Um, well, not necessarily because a lot of folks' breath don't stink, sh- but they got teeth go- throwing up gang signs. That that's not good hygiene to me. That ain't healthy. Uh, well, see, <laughs> d- dental care is expensive, Vaughn. Guess who's paying for it? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, but no, good hygiene across the board. Gotcha. Um. Number two for me is someone that is, like, openly disrespectful. And I'm going to specify what I mean by that. Not saying that I like anyone that's disrespectful. But, like, to me, there's different levels of disrespect. (laughs) Right? I feel like there's, like, I have, like I said, I have a smart-ass mouth. So if someone was to do something, say something to me, like, man, shut the fuck up. You can categorize that as disrespectful, right? But I know I got a smart mouth, so I wouldn't necessarily be surprised. However, if you ever do something like that in public, Mm. no. I don't care. Because here's my thing. I would never disrespect you in public, regardless of how smart my mouth is. I would never disrespect. um, I don't like this. I don't disrespect people in general. Like, I'm very patient. I'm very, very, very patient when it comes to people. And I give people grace. But if you, like, were to ever come out of your mind and disrespect me in public, absolute deal breaker, it's over. Because that says to me, not only do you not care about disrespecting me, you also don't care what other people think of me. You also don't care about other people 
respecting me because regardless of what anyone says, if your significant other allows you to be disrespected, he's telling or disrespects you in front of other people. He's telling those people he doesn't respect you. Therefore, those people don't have to respect you. Mm-hmm. And I don't play that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for don't sure. They're setting the so, stage for the bullshit. Exactly. Like you're laying the the ground. Mm-hmm. You're laying the ground for you know the foundation to be fucked up. And baby, that's not happening. Baby boy. Here. <laughs> baby boy <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah outwardly disrespectful is an absolute no for me uh my third deal breaker is someone that is rude to people like nothing drives me especially when it comes to the world of service and i think because i've worked in in customer service for so long if you are disrespectful to other people or like like if you don't tip properly mm. like i don't play that shit tip properly i do not i'm the person that'll be like how much like if i go out with people and we're like oh okay we're gonna split it and i'm like well how much are y'all tipping if someone doesn't i feel like it doesn't tip adequately i'm not gonna tell them to because that ain't my business right <laughs> but what i'll do is i'll go out of my way to like make sure i over tip so it makes up for that person who under tipped and then i'll just look at you funny for the rest of eternity yeah so if you're if you're just like if you're rude to waiters, if you're rude to like you know whoever the case, the person is, like wherever they work, don't be yelling at the person at the the cash register or like you know what I mean like just don't be an asshole. Yeah, I don't like that. So that is an an ultimate like I'm not dealing with that. I don't care how how rich you are. I don't care like what your status is. Like everyone is going through shit. Everyone is living life. You aren't above anyone. Don't disrespect anyone. Like no. I agree. No. It definitely shows a lack of. A lack of morale if you disrespect service people, you know. Right. It's like, like this person is serving you. Better? Like, why are you being hard? Like, 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 why are you giving them a hard time? Like, like, why would you right. not want to properly compensate someone who essentially is self-employed to a degree? Right. You know. And as my mom, as as my mother would say, have manners. Have you know, no manners. Have manners. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so. If there were absolutely no limits uh, to how life would pan out for you, where would you be in five years? Where would you live? How would you be living? Um, like, I want to know, like, would you be in a high rise? Are you in an apartment? Like, are you in a, you know, a, a house? Um, what would you be doing? And who would you be sharing your personal time with? Would you be booed up? Would you have several significant others? You know, like, what, mm. what would that look like for you? In five years. Five years, twenty twenty five. Let's call it even twenty twenty five. So twenty twenty five. If, if uh, wow, um, uh, I will be thirty three. Um, so you was a grown woman, still very young, still very young. Yes. So I would, pr- I, I may have kids. No, what? Okay, what I definitely would do. Um, I I would probably not have any kids. I would. Mm-hmm be running several companies one being Malik Khalid Home um, where I am selling my own line of home decor rugs and pillows and furniture like I would be doing it it would be everywhere like everybody would be saying my name as far as Malik Khalid Home Um, I would have several yoga studios around, around Atlanta for sure Def, probably around the country. Um, 
I would I would have online yoga practices where people could practice with me virtually on their cell phones at, at the click of a button. Um, oh, I love that. And I also would have uh, my an, another line of activewear where people would you know have my my name and my designs on their body for performance. Um, so they would be at your yoga studio watching one of your yoga classes on the massive you know, state-of-the-art LED green screen, and they'll be wearing your Malik Khalid active wear. Absolutely. People could people could come to my studio and take a discounted yoga class because I would discount those classes, and they would happen in the studio, and they would practice to me virtually at my studio. We love it. We love it. Now, where would you be living? Oh, where would I be Where's living? home? Yeah. Now, home? so, yeah, um, I would be living... Remember, limitless. Le- yeah, There's I'm thinking. No yeah, yeah. I would be living in New York. I would be in New York, and I would be living in um, a 50-story penthouse overlooking. Wait, 50-story? Yeah. Fif- I want to be 50 floors up. Oh, okay. You'd be on the 50th floor. Yeah, on the 50th floor. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and I would be, ov- I- I'll be overlooking. Uh, let's see. Oh, I want to see. I want to overlook Times Square, actually. Yes, the hustle and the bustle. Yeah, the hustle and the bustle. I want to overlook. I I, I want to overlook all the shits and the giggles. Yeah. That. So essentially, you'll make your millions. I make my millions, and then I and then and then I would live. And you'd live in the bustle. Yeah, I would live a very Bravo Andy lifestyle, except I'd be richer than him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would be boy in the city. And um, how, like, who would you be sharing your personal time with? Um, Are you in a relationship? Am I in a relationship? I see myself being, I see myself being like a power, a power player and just very much just casually dating, coming as I going, not really being too tied down to anyone. I don't, I don't see myself. With within, so you have a little rotation, maybe. I see myself. I see myself being with several people. Come on, rotation. We, we yeah, a starting, we, we like a starting five, and two. A starting five. Two, you better line them yeah, niggas up. And two of them, <laughs> I would have. I would have uh, at least. We love to see it. Yeah, like bitch, a starting five. I would have one, and so uh, I would have one man in Africa. I would have. Ooh. I would have continental niggas. Yeah, uh huh. I would have one man in Africa. I would have one man in the UK somewhere. And I will have three in America, one in Atlanta, one in L.A. And one in New York. Oh, yeah, one in New York. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have, All right. I'll starting five. Ladies and gentlemen, he is giving you hoes. Yeah. In different hose. area codes. Yeah, hoes in different <laughs> area codes. Yeah, like, I, I want to have a okay. lot of niggas. I want to have several men. Okay. Okay. He's, you know, he tried to taste all the flavors. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, for me, if there was no limit, no limit, could, everything would pan out for me. So first, where would I live? Where would you live? Um, I would be tri-coastal. Yes. Um, I would have a like loft in LA. Mm-hmm. I would have a beautiful two-story penthouse in New York. Mm-hmm. And I would have... A condo in Miami. Mm. 
I'm not going to have a place in Atlanta because I have family and friends there. And, you know, I would want to stay with them. I mean, I have family and friends in Miami, too, but that's different, you know. Um, but, yeah, so I would those I would be I would spend most of my time in New York, but I would hit up L.A. for, you know, the winter. Yeah. And I would hit up Miami also for the winter. So I would split my winters between Miami. So I will split my winters between Miami and L.A. while living home base here in New That's York. That's hot. Um, <laughs> how uh, how would you be? Like I said, I would have a loft, a beautiful open loft in, in L.A. Not sure exactly where. It might be in Beverly Hills. It might be downtown L.A., but there's a lot of homeless people there. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, but it would be a, a open loft. I'm seeing sterile almost with hints of green and pops of color in the artwork. Mm. Um, I'm seeing my New York space warm, but, you know, earth toned and very tonal in general. Yeah. Um, And I'm seeing my Miami place be very vibrant, be very still, still sleek, still modern, still kind of sterile because that's my style. But, you know, a little more vivacious, a little more cultured to match the, the vibes of the city. Yeah. I mean, you know the motherfucking vibes. Yeah. You know the vibes. Uh-huh. Um, so that that's, you know, where I would be living and how I would be living. Um, what would I be doing? Yes. Everything, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be working in media. Um, I'll have my own real estate company on top of having a, a real estate company that I share with my brother. Um and I'll have created a multimedia platform that does everything from fashion to deals with everything from fashion to music to allowing queer people to tell their life stories mm. and helping queer people tell their life stories. Um, and on top of all of that, I will be, like I said, a real estate mogul. Yeah. Just a real estate mogul. I'll be building my own properties. I'll be flipping properties, renovating properties, all that, all that, all that. And I also will be starting to work on opening my own boutique hotel. That's fab. We're coming for you girls from every that's angle. That's fab. Okay? So that's what I would be doing. Now, who would I be sharing my personal life with? One person. Nice. Not many. One person. Not me. So you're not gonna spread it want, wide like me. No, because I do want children. <laughs> I, you know, hopefully would be liking to start working on having children at 35, and I would prefer to, you know, share that responsibility with someone. I'm already 95 percent sure that I'm gonna have to raise my nep- my youngest. Well, I'm sorry, my not my youngest, but my oldest nephew. So around this time, he'll be getting ready to to make the move to the states. Not just quite yet, but you know. So I want to have someone that I can share that responsibility with, someone that, you know, I can spend my vacations with mm-hmm. and I can, you know, just live luxuriously with. That's fab. Yeah. So that's who I would be sharing my personal time with. I th- so I think I would definitely have kids, <laughs> but I think I would want to wait until I I think I would want I would want to wait for a while. Like, I, like if I five years I had if I had unlimited money, well, we- I would just want to wait mm. And yeah, no, I still wouldn't want to have kids in five years. Yeah. That's why I said at 35. Yeah, yeah, 35. Yeah, yeah. That gives me like eight years, seven years, eight years mm-hmm. to, to work on that. Um, so, 
What are three things you would like to accomplish before 2019 is over? Three things. Because you got maybe five yeah. months. Um, three things I want to do before the year's over. I want to have Malik Khalid home, out, and vibrant, um, where I have at least, uh, let's see. Five months. Yeah, five. five yeah, months. yeah, yeah. Where, where I have at least 200 SKUs uploaded um, and ready to go and designed and ready for the masses to buy. Um, and I want it, I, I want it, you know, just a full go to market strategy, a full rollout where it's live. People are shopping. I'm going to market. I'm doing some engagements with it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking here about the line. I'm speaking here. I'm traveling about the line at least to one major trade show. Where, and, I'm, and I'm doing something like some kind of press with the line before the year's over. That's one thing. Um, the next thing I want to do next year is um, obviously. No, before the oh, year's over. Oh, I'm sorry. Shit, before shot. Fuck, fuck, fuck. No, not next year. Before the year's over. Um, our show. So, um, Bon and I, we've been growing the show. We're at like 15 or 16,000 listens now and we're really excited about that people like, like like more people are coming to the show and finding us so just us really sticking to our strategy for the rest of the year like putting out more merch for the show you know really having more interviews for the show and just connecting to more people before the year's over like i think that if we are able to continue to execute the way that, that we are it's just going to be so much more beneficial for the listeners and for us so just spending more time to really take care of our baby and to grow and to nurture it and the last thing I want to do is go see my dad's mom. She lives in Birmingham, Alabama. And I have not taken a lot of time to really repair that relationship. Um, mm. Once my dad died, well, I my dad really didn't expose us to, to his family, really. Like, mm-hmm. we are we have a relationship with them, but it's like, we don't talk on the phone ever, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. My only connection to my dad's side of the family was my cousin, Valicia, and her and I, we don't talk anymore. Um, so with that being said, like, I don't talk to them. And so my dad's mom, who's still living, she's in a nursing home. Um, I haven't talked to her. I haven't seen her in about, in two years. And before then, mm-hmm. it probably was my dad's funeral. Wow. And all along, you know, she's an older woman. I just need to spend more time with her. I just need to go see her and give her some FaceTime and, you know, let her know that I love her because I know she wants to see me and it's just really just me. I just haven't made that move. So I want to go see her before the year's over so I can really, I'm not going to say make amends, but make amends because you never know how much time left pe- people have on the earth. And she's an older woman. Real. So, yeah. That's real. That's real. Those are Those are good. Yeah. What about you? Those are good. Um. <laughs> so before 2019 is over, one of the first things that I have to do is leave my job. Mm. <laughs> um, I need to leave my job. Yeah. Period. Like, I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta get up out of here. Um, number two is I really want to, much like you, grow our baby. Yeah. Um, I want us to successfully flush out the things that we have. I want us to relaunch our site so that merch is readily available there. Mm-hmm. 
And I want to, like you said, interview more people. I want to connect with more people. I want to be more social, go to more events, on, especially on behalf of the show, just to let people know that, you know, this is something that we take seriously, something that we want other people to take seriously, and something that we hope other people enjoy and even learn how to make the show better from other people. Because I feel like sitting down with other creatives and discussing and talking and, you know, sh- you know, helping, learning how to f- further flesh this whole thing out um, is a goal of mine as well. And the third thing is prepare for 2020. Um, Malik knows a lot of the things that we are working on that we were talking about. And I don't want to just talk about it. I want to make sure that come December, we're at, to the point where we're just waiting for time to roll around and things to 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 hit y'all on top of the head right you know what i mean Mm -hmm. we we, i don't want us to be fumbling and stumbling and and still trying to get things together um next year when we want to have it out i want us to by the end of this year to have things realized to the point where it's just a press of a few buttons and a few go-aheads and boom bam it's done it's done yeah so those are those are the three things that i um want to do before the year is over and with the year being over we'll be jumping into 2020 so malik i want you to manifest your 2020 what will it look like for you exactly i want specifics i want everything your 2020 now 2020 is gonna look like malik could home it's gonna look like me just taking that to the next level you know i have a background in uh, a background in, in home furnishings, manufacturing, and um, really bu- building businesses for other people. Um, just really strong in business development. And I want to take everything that I've learned from working working for the one of the most influential home manufacturers in the world and put that into my own brand. And, um, you know, I had the opportunity to report directly to the president um, and do a lot of things with High Point Market, which is the largest furniture market in the world. It's it's the furniture capital of the world. And so I just, I know a lot of shit. You know, I am well-versed when it comes to home furnishings and manufacturing and, and the A&D marketplace and what that looks like and what it takes to be successful, not only from a business side, but, but from a design side. And so I want to take all of that, all of the resources that I have, all the contacts that I have, and, and put it into my, my own. Because something that I'm really passionate about and I want to really take it to the next level. Um, so 2020 is the year of that. For the last two years, I've been dedicated to yoga and my life has changed so tremendously. And I have learned so much. I've done so much. I want to continue on this path. I want to continue to show as many people black people specifically yoga um and the only way that i can do that is, is that is that I, if i go where the people are if i can serve them in their community because what we know is that we don't we you know black people generally don't have the time or the access to do things that are not in their neighborhoods that are not that's where real. they are okay and so that means that i have to bring the yoga to them if i really if if i really want to do the work of teaching black people yoga teaching black people that there's something else that we can do get that guess what yoga isn't even exercise that's the thing about it yoga is not exercise yoga is the mm. control of the mind and as you are working your body to learn how to control the mind to meditate 
XYZ. It's just a reaction that you may lose weight. It's a reaction that you may feel better about yourself. It's a reaction that your life may start aligning. And so I want to bring, I, I want to further my yoga presence, my, my yoga presence. And I want to bring yoga to South Cab, where I'm from. I want to bring yoga to Decatur. And so I was talking to my mom yesterday about, I was like, I want to open a yoga studio, mama. And she was like, you should, you, you, you just need to go ahead and do that. I was like, I want to open a yoga studio on Candler Road, um, yes. in Decatur, on, where I'm from. Um, and so I was talking to her about it and she was like, you know, you, you just start looking into that. And so next year I, I plan on really being serious. Will. Next, forgive me, next year I will have a plan of people, investors, of who I'm going to go to, to strategize, to make my yoga dream come true as far as having a studio. Um, and not only having a studio, but having a whole yoga tour where I travel the country and I teach people yoga from all different backgrounds. And I spend just several months on the road just teaching yoga. Next year, I'm going to do that. I did a small yoga tour last year. Um, and I, I got to teach in yoga. I got to teach in Chicago and in Savannah. But I want to do that again, and I want to further that next year. So next year, I'm gonna go on a big. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go on a big yoga tour, and Malik Hill at Home will be um, not just a blimp in the home furniture industry, but it's gonna be something that people are gonna say, "Oh yeah, Malik Khalid Home is. I got this from there. I got this from there. Like I love it. It's gonna be a thing." Dope. Yeah, it's gonna be a thing. Dope. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, my 2020 will look like great health, mm. emotionally, mentally, and physically. Um, not that I haven't taken health seriously. Clearly I have. Uh, I talk about it all the fucking time. Right. But <laughs> I want to get, I'm taking it even more seriously. And 2020 for me will look like great health. Like I said, emotionally, mentally, physically. Um, 2020 is going to be all about bettering myself in every way possible. I want to learn Spanish and be fully fluent in Spanish. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I will learn Spanish and be fluent in Spanish by the end of 2020. Um, 2020 is also going to be the introduction of Vaughn. Okay. Because you niggas don't know who I am. No. <laughs> no. no. And I feel like I'm doing a disservice to the people. I mean, like, I'm a pretty cool person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like um, I need to go ahead and let that wall down and, and let, you know, the world in a little bit sure. so they can see who who um, their favorite Jamaican podcaster. I'm just joking. It's probably Kid Fury. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I really want to, to in- just like I said, introduce myself to people and like allow the world in a little bit now not all the way because y'all need to mind y'all fucking business right but like y'all get the point y'all get do you know point. what's so and interesting 20... i think the biggest gag is gonna be a, like some people are gonna meet you and be like i already met you nigga just didn't know it was you <laughs> 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 or that's actually fun like oh i think I've yeah seen right you have. yeah or, or at least I've i was there you. i was at i was at that i was at that event you just didn't know yeah mm-hmm. you know oh you look a little different yeah i do yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of all that, 2020 will look like the year of growing up gay. Yep. And insert the few things here that I can't talk about that I'm working on. Business, much like Jay Z said, 
you know, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. man. That's what 2020 will be for me. A business man. Um, so that is our going of gay for this week. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed that bit. Hope you guys learned a bit more about us. And um, I'm going to go ahead and tweet out these same questions when the episode drops. Um, I'm not going to say the specific day because let's be real. I might forget. But at some point, I'm going to uh, tweet out the questions. And I would love to see you all answer it. Answer the questions. And I want to see you guys manifest your 2020. I want to see you guys manifest the next five years of your life. And I want to hear some stories about, you know, how y'all grew up. Like, I know some of y'all got whoopings growing up. And I know some of y'all deserve them. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to take a quick little break. And we'll be right back with y'all. Hey, you guys. It's Malik. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you haven't, be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter is G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-G-A-Y underscore. And our Instagram is G-R-O-W-N-U-P-G-A-Y. Be sure to tell a friend about what we're doing. Continue to share the show. And we appreciate you and we love you. Now let's get back into the episode. All right, so we are back with the wind down. If it's your first time listening to Grown Up Gay, the wind down is our celebrity and social media um, based portion of the show. It's where we kind of shift and have a little bit more fun, um, allow ourselves to talk a little bit, you know, more more freely. So the first thing that I want to get into is, of course, Pose. I feel like we've been doing weekly or biweekly recaps of Pose. Yeah, we have for sure. And obviously, the show deserves. Yeah. So, have you? Uh, are you all caught up on? Pose? I am all you, caught up, but I'm gonna watch it again um, after we finish recording. But I'm all caught up. And this week's episode of Pose. Well, first thing first, I tweeted last uh, two weeks ago that Candy was gonna come back as a ghost. Okay. Yes. You did, I, you did. I I I had I had predicted that and, and caught that out. And Candy's back as a ghost. So I think that is really beautiful. I think that that is something different that I did not expect. That was, that's a great cinematic curveball. I felt like, especially for all everyone that had their think pieces that are still valid. You know, I'm not gonna um, completely dismiss people's think pieces about Candy prematurely dying. I agree, but I do uh, appreciate you know just like the comedic element of just how cynical Candy is in her death still with her like tormenting pray tale, if you will, Mm -hmm. you know, like I just love just (laughs) that the whole just juxtaposition of it all. So I'm enjoying it. Um, And also really quickly. Yeah. What a sickening ghost! What she a, came back did I say? Like she came back money. So, like, she came back looking more sickening than she looked the entire season. The entire series. The entire series. Like, the, entire yeah. series. the most I sickening. Said, but ghost. Heaven got a budget. Heaven got a budget. That's the first thing like, I called out. I said, "Damn, she looked good." <laughs> yeah. So I think that 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 just goes to show the genius of the staff of Pose. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the the last episode was really good, and I'm I'm loving that um, 
Pose is flushing their flushing their characters out a bit more, and we're we're getting to learn more and see different sides of them. Although I will say the singing was taking me down just a little. Mm, yeah, <laughs> just a little. Just <laughs> Dominique little. Jackson, baby girl, <laughs> just a little. <laughs> like some of the singing, I was like, ooh. But it was a it was a really good episode, um, and I I love again the messaging. Yeah, like. The message. Don't let anyone tell you it's your time until it's your time. Mm-hmm. Like fight, continue to fight, continue to strive. Not just, and that's just not for people that are in that you know have HIV. That's just in life in general. Yeah, there's a lot of times where where, where people will try and kill your spirit. And like I said earlier in the episode, um, for for my um, get it together, like setbacks happen in life. You just have to keep striving and have to keep fighting. Um, so I, I shout out to Pose. They're doing such a wonderful job. I did. Did we discuss last week's? I don't know, but there's episode? one moment from Pose that I thought was so interesting um, about uh, Pray Tell's encounter with the guy he was sharing a room with that died. If you remember, oh, yeah. um, Pray Tell was saying, "I've seen you before," or you know, "Do I know you?" And 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 and, and Pray Tell said something to him, and the guy re- and the, and the guy replied, "I am a college educated black man." I am not a queen. I am nothing oh, that you yes. are. When he, he was hashtag one of, he was one of hashtag those He was one of those gays. gays. And what I loved right. about that moment is that we, for the first time, we, well, not, for, not for the first time. I think they, no, I, that's probably for the first time on, on national yeah, television. Well, yes. On, on, on primetime TV. Yeah, for sure. Cable TV. We saw that classism within the community. We saw that that juxtaposition of two different types of queer men and one that essentially looked down on what the ballroom community is, how rich it is. And um I was really I was really happy to see that playing out on TV and I was and I was really happy to see that what brought them two people together in the same room was illness. And and I think that was the gag of the entire yep, thing. That was the gag. Like, oh, bitch, you're all rich and up and, and mighty, but look, look, we ended up in the same Look where room. you are. Mm-hmm. Like, so at the end of the day, if we're going to, like, we can both end up on the, you know, deathbeds right across from each other. Yep. Like, regardless of, of how uppity and grand and, and mighty you might think you are. Life can humble you, yep. sweetheart. You can be sitting right next to me. So don't that don't sit too high on that horse, because the higher you are, the harder the fall. Bam. The harder the fall. Yep. So yeah. Shout out to Pose. Brilliant as always. Um, so the next thing we're gonna discuss, by the time you guys listen to this episode, it might be a little dated, but we're gonna discuss it anyway. So Nicole uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Nicole Murphy is a slut from the nineties. Oh apparently. My God. Allegedly. 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 Okay. Um Nicole Murphy was caught in Italy, of all places, with um producer and director Antoine Fuqua of training day fame. Um, and when they were caught, I thought this was hilarious. When the pictures surfaced, she gave um, a quote to love B Scott, shout out to B Scott in Denver. Shout out to y'all. Um, <laughs> saying that they were just family friends and how like, it was just sweetheart. We saw the pictures. Yeah. We're <laughs> like, down. 
And I thought that was so weird that, like, that was her reaction to the... I'm thinking she might not have saw all the pictures. Because she, she might have been able to get that off with, like, the one image of them walking, kind of walking by each other. Not that you should be kissing anyone like that, especially a married man. Hmm. So that makes no sense. But, like, you, I might have been like, eh, okay. But, sis, there's also other pictures where y'all are clearly, clearly not just family friends. Obviously. I know family and I know friends. <laughs> that ain't it. That ain't it, sis. Yeah. You know, unless you're faith, because, you know, family fucked my husband. Oh. Okay. So they fucked my no, husband. Right. <laughs> um, and I think you know the funniest part about all of this? Lisa Ray. <laughs> Baby, Lisa Ray reared her down to the ground. I could not believe that she fucked Lisa Ray's husband. <laughs> Listen, there is nothing funnier than a person that's been waiting to read to re- someone. Yes, for years. <laughs> She has been waiting <laughs> to sink her teeth into, into Nicole. Yes. And, baby, they tagged her in, and she went to work. Goodbye. Um, on Instagram and um, directly with TMZ. Mm-hmm. Um, Lisa said, <laughs> Lisa said, she's just been out here. Been, out, been doing this. This is not her first she time doing it. She did this in the this. 90s. She said, girl, aren't you tired? Damn. Can you not come up with something else? You still fucking with people's husbands? Like... You and them abs. Now, I will say, Nicole Murphy is a bad. Oh, she's the baddest bitch. Come on now. Let's be clear. That woman? She's gorgeous. Beautiful and has a body like a 23-year-old Instagram model that didn't pay for it. Yeah. Like, real body. Like, thick, toned, shapely. Like, that woman is bad. But for her, and it was, I think the funniest, <laughs> the funniest thing that I read about this was, so she has a type, huh? She likes ugly niggas. <laughs> like, ugly niggas with good jobs. That's her type. Because Eddie Murphy, Lisa Hold uh, up, Lisa now, Ray's Eddie Murphy man. looked good in his prime. Coming to America, uh, the movie with Holly Berry. So, um, oh! yeah. I am legally blind and I cannot see. Goodbye. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Nicole, Auntie Nicole, Auntie Nicole, close your legs to married men. Please. But Nicole, next so, time don't 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 apologize, sis. Just just stand in your truth. Right. Stand in your truth, own it, and say I fucked him. So what? Right. Period. 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 So speaking of uh, fucking people, the next, <laughs> the rest of this segment is because the news has been very slow this week. Not gonna sugarcoat it. Not gonna lie and act like it's something else that it's not. News has been very slow this week. So I decided to play a little game with Malik because, like I said, this episode is all about personalization and you know letting you guys know a little bit more about us. Uh, so we're play- playing a game that I like to call Lust or Bust. So we each have six names of people, and if we say like Malik if I say one of your people you have to think of somebody else and if you say one of my people I have to think of somebody else okay cool okay cool so like I said it's luster bus think smash or pass but we're classy so we're calling it luster bus yeah southern um, so do you want to start with number one or do you want me to start you go with number one of course ladies first um Dustin Ross aka Dustin from the friend zone 
Lust or bust? Oh, uh, <sighs> lust. I too say lust. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, okay, my next one is gonna be. I hope I pronounce his name right. I think I'm gonna butcher it. Um, May Herulashala. Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali. Thank you. The nigga is fine as fuck mm-hmm. from Moonlight. Woo! Lust. Lust. Down. Lust, lust, lust. Yes. Back boots. Um, Tyler, the creator. Uh, uh, bust. <laughs> um, I'm, I never found Tyler attractive. I'm going to say lust. I never found Tyler attractive until recently. I was watching, he did a Funk Master Flex interview, and there's just something about his personality that I really like. Really? Like, it's very attractive. I don't, I thought, he gave me Aries. Aries men are awful people, but they have such a great presence. Is he gay? They're so like, com- uh, Tyler? Yeah. He's queer, but he only likes white men. Okay. So, it's technically a bust because he's not into black men, but, you know, whatever. I'm still going to say lust. Just because of his personality, though. I mean, he's not ugly, but his, I like his personality. Okay. So, who's your number two? Um, Idris Elba. Lust down to the ground. Idris, I'm ready whenever you are. I'm supposed to be answering first of all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, You're right. <laughs> I'm going to say bust. Oh, why? Idris is an attractive gentleman. He has a lot of the parts, but I don't know. I, You're not into he's, it. He's like I said. He's he's very attractive. I love the I, I love a good British accent. I honestly I prefer doing them myself. I think I'm, I do a pretty good British accent. Yeah, you do have a good that, one. That's that one's that one's a little raggedy. It's but the, the other one you normally do is really good. Honestly, at least I really as a do do a, 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 <laughs> Yeah, when I'm having fun with Malik, I do a, a really good British accent. Yeah. Um. So, but I'm gonna say bust. Okay. Uh, Anderson Cooper. Lust. Bust. Ooh. Mm, no. Mm-mm. Not bust down Tatiana. <laughs> bust down <a> Tatiana. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a it's a no for me. It's a dub. It's a no. Okay. Who's yeah? I like I like the dad type a little bit. I don't mind the dad type, but they have to be black or very wealthy. Yeah, Anderson's not very wealthy, but he's rich for sure. No, no, he de- no. Anderson has the money. Trust me, he comes from money. Oh, he duh. doesn't. I can't he doesn't it. do it for me. He doesn't do it for me. His I'm mother's sorry. a Vanderbilt. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's deep pocket yeah, that's, old money. Yeah, that, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Odell Beckham. Bust down. I'm just joking. Lust down, Tatiana. Yeah. Hey, I want to see you lust down. I want to see you lust down. You know what's so funny? I never really found, and I'm going to say this. Although he's extremely attractive, mm-hmm. and I would, like I said, it's lust for me. I don't, for some, there's something about him that doesn't all the way do it for me. I agree. And I think it's because he's a Scorpio. I feel like we're we're very similar, and I think that would get on my nerves. Not that I get on people's nerves, but I think I would get on my nerves. He's very sexy, but it's something about him that I really don't get into. Right. There's just something. I'm I'm saying lust, especially with this new haircut. 
But there is something about him that doesn't coil all the way over for me. I don't know what it is. I can't really put a point on it, but like, he seems like a friend. Something about his aura says like super fine best friend. Like that um, bromance or more like friend zone? No, 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 friend zone. I'm not talking like. Not not the way you gays be doing. Y'all be fucking y'all. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, a bromance don't necessarily y'all be fucking friends. <laughs> y'all may have kissed once or twice at, at best. But um, he he seems like the guy that my boyfriends would worry about and think that there's something going on there because he's like my quote unquote type. But I'm not interested in him at all. Gotcha. Okay. So, Ricky Martin. Oh, Ricky Martin. Bitch, I'm living la vida loca. Lust. You're living la vida I'm loca? Living, you better bitch, live I'm la vida, vida loca, loca friend. Bitch, it's the lust. You better live la vida loca. Because Ricky Martin's um, fine. He got that body. He's very, very handsome. Yes. And did you see Did you see the 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 um protests in Puerto Rico? No, I didn't. So if y'all did not know, Puerto Rico, unlike America, has been successfully re- protesting, and they've overthrown their governor. Like, sis said, okay, y'all got it. I'm leaving. Um, but there was a, a clip that went viral of Ricky and he looked so big in like a good way. He looked like he was six, eight. <laughs> he's like standing on this moving truck and he's waving this like gay flag, but it's like the Puerto Rican flag, but in like all gay colors, yeah. the gay flag colors. And there was just something about that. That was very attractive, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say bust. I'm going to say bust. Oh, you're going to say bust. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Shit. Bust down. Tatiana. <laughs> okay. Um, you may have to pull out your phone for this one to look it up or something. Okay. I'm right. Um, Michelle Boyd, and it's M I spell spell M I C H E L Boyd B O Y D. Michelle Boyd is uh, an interior designer. He he had a show on Bravo. It's called Buying It Blind. If you guys have never seen it before, mm-hmm. he's also a rug designer and just a. A handsome guy. You know, look, look he, I I did my Google. You did your Googles. Beautiful gowns. Oh, beautiful gowns. <laughs> beautiful gowns. We love the we love the decorations. Bust. Oh, bust down. That's yada. Bust down. Okay. You, he kind of looks like Mouse Jones. Do you know who Mouse Jones is? Uh, yeah, from, from the podcast. Bust. Oh, bust down, Tatiana. Bust down, Tatiana. My next person is Antonio Brown, the Atlanta politician. Antonio Brown. Uh, is it Antonio muted? Something. I'm sorry. I, I think his Instagram name is like Antonio muted or something like that. Or I don't know. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Oh, um, hold on. Let's. But un momento, por favor. All I know is that he's sexy as fuck. Um. Yeah, it's Antonio is. Muted. Oh yeah, yeah. Antonio is muted, and he is fine as wine. I want to be the first gentleman. I want to. Malik, I would beat your ass. I want to help. I want you. to help. <laughs> I want to help him lead you. District okay. Three. I'll fight you. I want to help I'm, him I'm lead District right Three. Now. First of all, first of all, calm down. <laughs> Calm down. I, I want help, please. The district. The last name is already there. Uh uh-uh. uh. So I, by default, I win. Uh uh-uh, uh. I'm sorry. Like, bust down. By default. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, you said bust. I mean, lust. Lust down. With a capital L. <laughs> capital L. Okay. And my last one for you is Emanike. 
best. He's like a best uh, a best friend, so it's a best friend. Okay. I want to be. I really want to be friends with him. He's very fun, and I feel like we would sing together all the time. All the time. All the fucking yeah. time. Bust. Okay. Um, my last one is James Charles. James. The the, the YouTuber slash beauty quote unquote. Oh girl. yes, James Charles. I'm gonna go ahead and, and uh, bust down Tatiana. I'm gonna punch that nigga in his face. I'm ju- these are jokes. But it's a complete bust. Yeah, I'm bust down. He's adorable, no though. He's shade, so cute. No shade. And he does great makeup. Yeah. And I'm so happy that he defended himself. What we're not going to do is lie. We're not. I'm just joking. Well, yeah. I'm, 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 but, but speaking of James Charles, I'm really happy that he defended himself against that whole bullshit with that other racist motherfucker. Um, Who? The Patrick. Not 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 Patrick Star. Um, what? Jeffrey Star? Jeffrey Star. Yes. That goddamn White Walker. Um, Anyway, (laughs) so that was Luster Bust with Vaughn and Malik. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Um, So we're going to go ahead and get into our Spill It segment because we actually have one this week. Shout out to y'all for reaching out to us. Now, Spill It, it's our um, answer, you know, it's our question and advice segment. Uh, of the show so if you guys ever have any questions for us if there's anything you want us to answer anything you want to know or if you need any advice from us about anything if you want to discuss career personal life uh, queer issues if you know your you know your best friend is sleeping with your your ex and you feel a way but you don't know how to address it if you know the fleet water was a little too hot and you made chitlins <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever it is like we, we can we'll walk you through it um so we actually got a question from boss underscore gosha to you on twitter and he says uh what are your thoughts on straight people in gay slash queer spaces aka clubs ballroom groups performing at our our at our events etc so malik what are your thoughts um i think that i think we should be looking to queer performers first um mm-hmm. and, and 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 i think that is strictly because um at the end of the day a lot of the straight performers that we do have at these events and or and or straight people they're not really there to really be allies they're there to be they're there to be nosy sometimes oftentimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i really feel like it does a disservice to the community with having people there are who are there to be nosy and who and who really aren't interested at, in what we're doing there like like we're congregating there because we cannot congregate other places um and when, and when it comes to like events i think of like prides and in monique said this best if you want to support queer artists and if you want to see queer artists at, at prides and not monica and brandy um then you have to go buy queer people's albums you have to stream their music mm. um and so with that being said a great example is that viral video that's going around with the guy performing at the pool party and everyone's looking at him like he's fucking crazy oh my god yo y'all are y'all awful. are fucking awful that's a great example and sis with this. the braids niece with the updo with the braids <laughs> you did not have to <laughs> you did not yo Yo, my nigga, like he was, he was looking at dude, like he was just they were, so like dis- he was disgusted, disgusted with his presence. He was looking at him like, bitch, why are you next? Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Y'all ever seen that gif of Carisha where she's like, <sighs> like she's like, like that's how he was looking at him. He was over. I it. felt so bad for that young man because it takes so much. A and lot. I say this even though like I roll my eyes and put in my headphones when I get on the train in New York and somebody's like singing or performing because don't nobody be trying to hear that shit after. But they'd be so good though. But. But it takes that. I'm I'm always very supportive of those people because that shit takes a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. A lot and of like heart. gay people are the most judgmental niggas in the world. <sighs> they were looking at that poor boy like he like they wanted to fight him. Like they were so disgusted. Yeah. I'm like he's just trying to turn That's up. It. Like let that have been Carisha, That's y'all would have lost y'all minds. Like if if it was now, I will say. A lot of queer artists talk about you know us not supporting their music, but a lot of it isn't good. That I mean that's so true, but guess sure what? The music that is good, sure y'all, we, we still there, don't really support girl. it. That's true. That's because true. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's I, I think I agree. I, I I do think there is space for heterosexual people in these areas, but much like white people when they, you know, move to Harlem, remember you just got here. Please understand. Don't don't walk in trying to change anything demanding anything you know remember you are a visitor this is not your home so we are welcoming to visitors but don't start demanding or being disrespectful you know and also don't treat us like we're it's a circus and we're clowns or we're you know supposed to perform for you i do think that is valid like i I, I do think we do need to support you know our own and we need to I think we need to put more more of our po- money into our community's pockets, but those pockets need to be of quality first. For sure. And secondly, for the, the heterosexual people that come into our spaces, you know, just remember, you're a visitor. Mm-hmm. You're a visitor. Yep. You know, be respectful. Yep. Um, so, yeah, those are our thoughts on that. And that is actually going to wrap up the episode for this week it's been real y'all um, we <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed <laughs> we shared a lot of laughs mm-hmm. we had a lot of fun but so long farewell to you my, to friend. You, my friend goodbye for now until we meet again mm. i said so long farewell yes. to you my friend goodbye for now until we meet again oh Give it up for the R&B. And that was brought to you by Cardi B. Yes. Cardi. She did that at her show, and it just jumped in my mind last minute. So I'm probably going to cut that out. But it's okay. Okay, because I had it the podcast. Yes, bitch. Uh, But no, please remember to follow us on social media at Grown Up Gay on Instagram. Again, G-R-O-W-N Up Gay. On Twitter, we are Growing Up Gay underscore and Malik, do you want to take away our personal social? Follow me on Instagram at Malik Khalid Yoga. That's M A L I K K H A L I D Y O G A A. Press, 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 press. Growing up needs. Cardi, don't. 
<laughs> Listen, growing up needs some okay, press. Growing up great needs some Fuck press, bitch. Fuck is that? Okay, like, bitch. Book us, email us. Anyway, um, uh, follow Vaughn at Vonagram. Follow him on Twitter. All of y'all already follow him, but follow him on Twitter at underscore Vaughn. That's V A U N. Follow me on Twitter at Yo Malik, the baddest bitch up in the baddest bitch up in the A. Nah, I'm playing. It's just Yo Malik, Y M A L I K. Um, and email us, email us yes. at growing up gay. Uh, at gmail.com at gmail.com <laughs> I forgot bitch at gmail.com <laughs> email me at grow in. yeah grow in I N G R O W I N up gay at gmail email me Malik at growingupgay.com and email Vaughn at growingupgay.com again that is Malik M-A-L-I-K at growingupgay.com and Vaughn V-A-U-N at growingupgay.com bam and it's been real my nigga it's been so real out